0: bad things are happening for you. Oh yeah. When we get to the next section, you'll hear more of that because I know you can think Leslie, like easy for you to say, you're not going through what I'm going through. You're correct. I am not. But I also think that we forget that the things that we're going through help us learn a lesson, gain a muscle or a skill set that we're going to need for the future. The future you, the person that you're wanting to be in this planet has to have experience in things, not just so you can be empathetic, not just so that you can have those, what comes with that lifestyle or that job or that dream or that relationship or that friendship, but also like to be that person, you have to have gone through things That you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hello, hi, how are you? Happy birthday to me! (laughs) It's not actually my actual birthday today, but it is my birthday month, and I am 100% one of those people who celebrates it. No, I don't care if you think that's a terrible idea. If you think, oh my god, you're so indulgent. Yes, (laughs) Uh, I am, (laughs) and and I. I think that's okay. And if you hate that, that's also okay. Um, You don't have to celebrate your birthday uh, for a month. And it's not that I make everybody say it's my birthday every single day or anything like that. I don't uh, do like some sort of big extravaganza every day or even daily lunches. I just love my birthday month. I just do. And so thank you for listening today. I thought it'd be fun to trying to figure out like, what do I want to talk about 40 things you should know about me, 40 things I've learned. And I just kind of was like, uh, I share so much about what I've learned. I I wanted to break it up a little bit. Uh, also, because in case you're new to the show and you don't want to go all the way back to the beginning, which you can, um, I'm doing that with another podcast I'm I'm listening to. Um, you can maybe get a little gist of like who I am, what I'm about, and maybe stuff you've known me for a long time, you might not have heard these things, or maybe you've always wondered. So what we're going to do today for this so episode of somehow getting 40 things in about myself <laughs> without it being like all about me, uh, cause I definitely want you to take something out of this. Um, that's what the point of this podcast is. I want you to be able to be it till you see it and act as if you are the person you want to be today, instead of waiting for that to happen. So I'm hopeful that these things I share with you can give you either permission to feel the way you feel, uh, permission to be who you want to be, permission to dream, permission to want, and, um, you know, have a good time doing it. So I'm going to do 10 things I have learned. And I don't know that this is like the top 10. It's just the 10 that I think about a lot. Um, and I reflect on a lot, 10 things I'm glad I went through. So these are going to be things that are like. Uh lessons I've learned definitely, but some things that people might think are a little rock bottom. And I've definitely had people say, I'm sorry, went through that. Um, and at this point in my life, I'm not sorry. So I think it's really important to share those things. Um, 10 things that support me. So these are uh, a lot of my favorite things, but also things that just support me in showing up each and every day. Um, and <laughs> some days those easier than others. Some days I really lean into these things. And then lastly, 10 things I want in the next year or so. And this is just like a manifestation thing. It's kind of like a podcast version of a visualization board. <laughs> and so hopefully we can check back in throughout the year as you listen to episodes and hear which of these things um, I have made reality. up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a map, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! Here without further ado, the 10 things I have learned, and in no particular order, first of all, you hear me say it all the time in every podcast. Perfect is boring. It's so boring. Oh my gosh. And I catch myself getting in a little bit perfection mode. Um, something doesn't go the way I want. I don't like how that feels. And then I like get a little, and then I'm like, um, are we trying to be perfect here? Yeah. So what can we do for the future so that that doesn't happen again? So, um, I'm so glad I learned that because being a perfectionist really held me back in my life. There's a lot of things I think I could have done sooner if I wasn't trying to be so perfect. So I'm so glad I've learned that Two. I don't, I mean, they're numbered, but that doesn't mean it's number two, um, in the importance of these things, bad things are happening for you. Oh yeah. When we get to the next section, you'll hear more of that because I know you can think Leslie, like Easy for you to say, you're not going through what I'm going through. You're correct. I am not. But I also think that we forget that the things that we're going through help us learn a lesson, gain a muscle or a skill set that we're going to need for the future. The future, you, the person that you're wanting to be in this planet, has to have experience in things, not just so you can be empathetic, not just so that you can have those, what comes with that lifestyle or that job or that dream or that relationship or that friendship, but also like to be that person, you have to have gone through things. I always, I think about this little, I heard this story when I was in the fifth or sixth grade and I've never forgotten it. And this little kid, he, he had this like magic string. And whenever he like got a little bit bored or something bad was going on, he would pull on the string and he'd pull on the string and it would fast forward his life. And he'd be an older version of himself. And then he'd play around at that age. And then he pulled the string and he'd be an older version of himself. And he just kept pulling the string whenever things weren't going the way he wanted. And then before he knew it, he pulled on the string and he was at the end of his life. And so I say that story because I think we want to avoid the bad things, but they are really the things that have happened. They are happening for you. When you're in it, look, you're in a bad car accident. Someone died. So there's tragic shit that happens. I am not downplaying that in any case or any way. I, I can only say, feel your feelings, make sure you get support, make sure you get therapy around it, time away from your life to, to actually handle that and deal with that. And don't bury and go, oh, it's going to be happening for me. No, but like actually, actually go through it and go all the way through it. And then I promise you in a year, 10 years, you'll look back and go, wow. I mean, there are some things that happened in 2020. I was like, fuck like we just canceled our entire income for the whole year and i know that happened for a lot of people and it sucks and you know what 2 weeks in i was already seeing a glimmer of light because i refused to feel like this was happening to me and i was like it's gotta be happening for me this must be setting me up for something and so i'm going really long on that but i just really hope that you can just keep that in your mind's eye when you start to go why is this happening to me i think that you should go stop pause how is this happening for me? And maybe you don't have an answer that day. Maybe you don't have an answer that week, but maybe in a month or a year, you'll be like, oh, that's how. Okay. Three, when you have to redo something, the second version is the best version. And when that was the one that was supposed to be born. (laughs) So I remember years ago, uh hearing a podcast episode where this woman she's like a life coach and she mentioned um having to redo something and she remember she, she was talking about a time where she like recorded something and it took a long time to record and it disappeared and she spent hours trying to find it and like put it back together and it was just corrupted it just wasn't going to work And the amount of time she spent trying to make the original version become the version was three times the amount of time it took her to record the first version. And so she ended up recording the second version, which took her shorter amount of time. And it was more concise, more precise, more exactly what she was hoping it would be. And I remember like replaying that episode because at the time I was blogging weekly and twice I had blogs disappear. And twice I was like, Crying at my computer, and Brad is like, What is going on? And I was like, Draw. And I was just like, I have to, I lost it. I spent an hour doing it. And you know what? When I actually heard that and I went and rewrote one of them, it took me half the time it took me to write the first one, and it was way better. Like, I got my thoughts out faster. So now, when the ish hits the fan and I lose the verse version, I just immediately start going into the second version. Um, I've had to re record many an OPC workout. <laughs> oh, the first times I cried. I'm not going to lie. I cried. And then this, after I like got this mantra in my head, got this idea in my head, I just was like, all right, set the camera up. Let's go. And no, I wasn't happy. No, I wasn't like jumping for joy. Yes, I get to redo this, but by not fighting, having to redo something, um, a, I wasted less time and b. That version ended up getting out there and I got so much feedback. So uh, that was positive. So always know if you have to redo something, try to try to let that that just try to let yourself get into the space to to redo it without fighting it and being frustrated, like I just wasted all that time. You didn't. That was like a rep. (laughs) Okay. That was that was happening for you so that you can have a better second version. How about we tie those two things together and ditch that perfection because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to accidentally delete something. You're going to have to do it again. Um, number four, ideas want to be born. So the book, Big Magic, is a must read if you haven't read it. I can't tell you how many times I've heard I've done something. I heard people say like, oh, I had that idea and I never did it. And same, like not, not that I'm the only person who acts on ideas. I have also seen people do something like, oh, I was going to do that. So here's the deal. Ideas are like little seeds of energy and they go out and they they plant themselves in someone. And if you keep du- like pushing it back and pushing it back and not acting on it, it's going to go to someone else. And um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert really explains this in the best way. So I'll let you read her words. There's a great story in there that I like think about anytime I don't act on something. I'm not saying that you act on every single idea right now, but what I am saying <laughs> what I I hope you get out of this is if you see someone do something that you had the idea of doing it and you've had it on your ideas parking lot for 10 years, don't be mad at yourself and don't be frustrated about the fact that they did it. You just have to ask yourself, like, why did I keep postponing it if I really wanted to do it? What was holding me back? Something tells me it has to do with perfection. (laughs) So, um, so just keep that in mind. And I do have an ideas parking lot. It is a place where I put things that I cannot act on right now. And I review it co- consistently. And sometimes I don't even remember what the idea is. And that's why the parking lot is so great because then I'm not just like shiny object syndrome. And sometimes I'm like, okay, I freaking, I'm going to fight to make this happen because it's been on here too long and I don't want someone else to to birth it. I want to be it. So so that's a great thing I've learned. Okay. Number five, we have more time than we think. Oh, you know, I've talked to you about the big leap. There's a whole thing about Einstein time and Newton time. And just have to tell you, like, it's kind of amazing how much time we actually have when we stop fighting how much time we think we don't have. So please (laughs) give yourself permission to take time. And when you find yourself saying, I don't have any time, I'm too busy. I don't have any time. I want you to, first of all, make sure that you are giving yourself time. And then see how, when you give yourself time, aka prioritizing yourself first, you have more energy to do things. Second, I actually want you to look at the things that drain your energy because they take too much time. Anytime you're doing anything that is not a strength of yours, it's going to take you way too much time. Trust me, trust me, me trying to log in and change things on a website or a Canva thing, like, oh, nothing is worse <laughs> for me. So, um, while I can do it, it does not bring me joy. And so it takes me more time than someone else doing it. So give yourself permission to believe you have more time we think, because I have learned that and it has been amazing. Number six, ask for help. Holy freaking moly. You have more time than you think. <laughs> no, um, seriously, this goes back to that. Perfect is boring. We think we're the only ones who can do it right. And you know what? Even if someone does it 80% as good as you, that is better than you trying to do everything it's also way more fun. It's more fun to have people participate with you. And it's so hard for me to ask for help. Some people have no problems. Brad just asked for help. <laughs> but I was like, oh, let's ask him. Oh, let's ask him. And I like, I have to give myself a pep talk that I'm not burdening people, that people want to help me. But so I get it. If you are someone who's like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that. I have learned that the more I ask for help, the more fun things are, the the better things become and the more, more impact I can make. And the more I can be it till I see it today, trying to learn how to do the thing (laughs) to be the person I want to be can happen faster. If I just ask people who know how to do the thing I need to do. So ask for help seven, you can change your mind. Oh oh, yeah, that's hard. That was a hard lesson to learn, but I'm glad I learned it. Um, I still have to remind myself every once in a while, but you can change your mind. You know, sometimes changing your mind costs you money, and that's true, but you can do it. And so, if you find yourself in a position where you feel like you are not in alignment with what you said yes to, then give like weigh the pros and cons of changing your mind. And the sooner you change your mind, the better it is for those people that changing your mind affects but people don't want you showing up for things that you don't want to be at. They don't want to, like, you can tell people who are at those parties, those weddings, those meetings, and they don't want to be there. So like, oh my goodness, wouldn't it be so, and you're like, gosh, I wish that person just didn't come. Yeah. It wouldn't have been so nice if someone had told them you can change your mind. (laughs) So, um, that one was a great lesson to have learned. And I have sometimes just played the game of changing my mind. So, um, many years ago, Brett told me that I could quit profitable Pilates. And, um, so that's like changing your mind on something. Cause I was like, you know, really like going full steam ahead, making this thing happen. And he said, we can just quit. Like I could just change my mind and not do that anymore. And giving myself permission to just picture what that would look like, Made me realize how much I was gonna fight for profit applies, and I'm so glad I did. So, but if I hadn't taken that moment to give myself that permission, I don't know that I would have um, grown it to what it is. I think I probably would have just been like, you know, melancholy moving it along. All right, eight. No is a complete sentence. It is no. It's a complete sentence. I think. I think we just need that reminder. I think we've all heard why that is a complete sentence, and I think as I know most of our listeners here are women. Um, please stop people pleasing yourself to a yes. No is a complete sentence. And, I, I, and we can, if you need more support on that, let me know. I'll get a guest in here, but check out some of our podcasts on confidence. You like L Russ will like, like definitely get you into, uh, <laughs> into admitting that no is a complete t- sentence. Nine. What others say about you is none of your business. Oh God, this one is hard. But this one, I, I'm so glad I learned. Thank you, Brene Brown. And um, it's something I remind myself of when I know people are talking some shit. And it's okay. You know, they, ha- they want to spend their time talking about me. That's their thing. I don't actually need to know what that is. It's not my business because it's coming from a place of whatever their pain is. And I'm never going to change their mind. That is one thing I'm so grateful that I learned when I was on the debate team in college. You don't look at the opposing side and try to convince them you look at the judge, the person whose opinion of the whole thing matters because the other person's side is to not agree with you ever. And so when I like understood that, then I like really took that into my life. When Brene Brown said that like other people's opinions of you and what they say about you is none of your business, it really was like, oh, yeah, because it's not my job to convince them to like me. I, my life me, if I was a run around and try to make every person like me, holy crap, does that sound like exhausting? And you know, we say this all the time on the podcast, I'm not a taco. So not everyone's going to like me. And so that is a great lesson I have learned. And number 10, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And, um, one of my coaches from BBG, he always says like, it just makes you a should head. Right. So, (laughs) so anyways, um, write that down just because you can doesn't mean you should. I'm so glad I learned that. And I remind myself that all the time because I find myself wanting to do things and I'm like, I can do this. And this goes back up to like, we have more time than we think. I have more time because I don't do the things I should do or can do. I do the things that are aligned with what my job position is as a person I'm being today till, you know, so anyways, I hope that all makes sense. Those are the 10 things that I have learned. Ten things I'm glad I went through. I'm gonna um, go through these a little quickly. I'll maybe dive in a little deeper to some of the ones I don't know that you have uh, have heard before. But also, just DM me You're like Leslie number three. I want to know more about that, and we'll I'll do a whole solo episode on it. How's that sound? So number again, no particular order. Ten things I'm glad I went through. My first Pilates class, you all know, I thought Pilates was BS. I'm so glad that girl dragged me into that class, and then um, because it changed my freaking life. Uh, number two. Um, and number three are actually are all together. They're all combined. Um, and I'm really excited about this. Number two is my 2013 breakup. Y'all, I sat on a couch that I did not pick out. Trust me. I would never pick out a leather, those like man cave couches, no offense to men cave man caves, but like, it's not, you've seen my style. It's not my style on this 80 inch screen TV. And I was watching, he's just thought that into you reading the strength finders 2.0 book. And I had this beautiful view of this house that like was not decorated by me. And I was like, I don't think he's that into me. I wonder if he knows that. <laughs> and I and so, um, so that led into number three, which was my 2013 summer, where I just spent the whole summer couch surfing. I was homeless. Um, I never had to that particular that's my third time being homeless, and that third time I did not have to like sleep in my car, but I slept on people's couches and I bounced around and I also totaled my car. And then the studio that I rented space from shut down and I had to move a place that I made money at and then I was train my my other job transfer me across town. And so that whole summer was just like like Saturn return, just removing everything from me and also so many amazing things came out of that. I spent the summer with a friend, the only friend I had who I just met, and she is the one who introduced me to Brad. Um she also like got me out into my own city even though I've been living there for almost 7 years. Uh so I could see the place and it really helped me um truly get to know myself in ways I never thought was possible. I also wrote a dating blog that year with my friend, Claire, she's been on the show. So that, Oh my gosh, those two things were like the freaking best things to go through. Not, not easy. Trust me. Scary as fuck. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was like, okay, here we go. (laughs) Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) And then I drove straight into another car, but, (laughs) but that's another story. And, um, and it really, it, the, every time something bad happened, I was just like, okay, what else do you want to take? Take it all now. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to pack it if it's not come with me. Number four, being asked to quit. So, um, this is a really cool thing that happened to me. It was really uncomfortable. I'm still friends with this person. Uh, she was my mentor for our time and, um, basically I was asked to quit and I was like, oh, thank you for doing the thing that I couldn't do for myself. And so sometimes we like with jobs, when we're, you know, things aren't going the way we want and we're just like, why can't it go this way? We're kind of trying, like I was in like my woo basement, right? I was like in my winning others over basement. Like I can do it all. And I going back to things I learned, I can't do it all. And I shouldn't just because I can't, I just doesn't mean I should. So, so glad I was asked to quit. Cause it really helped like helped me make the leap that I was too scared to make. And the net did appear. And I also got to see what I was made of. So when 2020 happened and the freaking net disappeared again, I was like, oh, I've done this before. I've had to make a leap before. I've had to have like no runway before. So, um, so again, that's why things are happening for us. It was such a great, like that moment of being asked to quit was such a great practice run for what was happening in the future. Number five, my husband choosing our honeymoon. Trust me, y'all. Like I never had Japan and uh Cambodia or, um or even Thailand on my list of honeymoon things. I definitely saw a Beach on my honeymoon. Um, you know, but I don't know, maybe I was thinking like Fiji or Belize or something like that. So um he planned it, he chose it, and um, and I I'm just glad because it, it it took me to a part of the world I don't know that I would have experienced at uh, that time and also get to experience as much as I do and I'm just I freaking love it and I can't wait to go back and I can't wait to try out new places with it so um, thank you babe. Um, number six. I know that that like in the things I'm glad I went through, I prefaced it with like, these could be bad things, but obviously number one and number six were pretty fucking awesome. Right. So, so (laughs) they're just things I'm glad I went through. They're not like the the all bad things. Um, number six that I was a model for a brief moment. So you may not know about me, but like LA is a funny world. Y'all eventually (laughs) somehow you get an agent. So I got an agent for modeling. I had an agent for commercials. Uh, The two did not agree for commercial. For my modeling agent, I was never skinny enough. For my commercial agent, I was getting too skinny. And... Um, I so that was complicated, but I did book a couple ads, and that was a lot of fun because I got to really experience what that was like, and that changed the trajectory of how YouTube worked for me. How like me being comfortable with filming classes, and also being on plays. Anytime if I hadn't gone through commercial acting, I don't know that I would have had that skill set as quickly as I did. Um, so if you are someone who is wanting to get better at looking at a dot on the camera <laughs> like I'm doing right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, commercial acting classes can be really, really great. Go out to LA, sign up for one, um, and, and have a good time. I'm sure they have them other places, but that one was a really great thing. While I didn't do a lot of good for like, my, I had to like learn how to like build up self-esteem to combat that you're not skinny enough, even though like y'all at the time I was I was 20 pounds lighter than I am today. So, and I was way, like way too skinny, not attractive, uh, for me. Like it just was, it was a lot, but that's where our society was at the time when it comes to body images and, and what people should look like. And I'm, I'm glad I went through that so that I could, so that I could actually fight for myself. And so I could actually fight against what that was. And I could hear them say that and go, no. No, I actually like who I am and I am not going to lose more weight for you. And on the flip side, the good shit that came from it is that's how I got involved with Carbon 38, which is how I met um Kristen Holiday, who introduced me to Lori Harder. Lori Harder introduced me into my first coaching program, which then led me to my next coach and my next coach. And my business wouldn't be what it is today had I not had this moment, this one year where I was, I had a modeling agent because um I, I needed those women at that time. And so everything happens when it's supposed to. And that really did happen. That was a, that was a good thing that came out of that. Um, so that's what I choose to focus on. Um, number seven that I'm glad I went through was opening and closing my own studio. So one, I'm so glad I opened it because it gave me this opportunity to really step into what I wanted OPC to be. Um, and it, it allowed me to have an experience of opening a studio, which I had not done. I'd opened studios for other people, but I'd never actually done it for myself with all the investments and all of that stuff. <laughs> and then closing it, it was a really hard thing to do. And so as I coach people who are going through that decision of like, oh my gosh, I think I'm going to close this. I It sucks. That is a feeling of pure... <sighs> It can be. It, there's. It's actually complicated. I had so many emotions around it. I was so freaking excited to move to Las Vegas, and I was so sad to never see these people again in person. Some of the people I've been teaching for twelve years. So, um, it was a humongous investment. Uh, it was an interest. It was a great experience, and it was uh, emotions that I. I would never wish upon anybody, but I'm so glad I experienced because I, I do understand when I'm coaching people and, and helping them see the opportunities of opening a space and closing a space of like what they're truly up for in a way that was different than me doing that for, um, the companies I did it for when it was their money. <laughs> so, um, so that was a beautiful experience. and I, I will always love that studio so, so much because it, it is, um, especially as my heart. And also it really has helped me show people that like, you don't need a big space to have a studio that makes a lot of money. My studio was 600 square feet and that included the bathroom and a waiting room and I had one of everything. And it made over six figures. So, and I didn't have to work seven days a week to do that. Um, so I'm really, really proud about that. Number eight is the 2020 pivot. Um, yeah, that was scary. That was hard. And I think a lot of you listening to this had a 2020 pivot and maybe a 2021 pivot, and maybe three pivots. And I hope you give yourself permission to look back at what you learned about yourself and what you saw about yourself and what that led you to, um, because I I bet you – it it gave you this these skill sets and opportunities to see parts of you that you never knew before. And it's what led us to being here in Las Vegas and having the friends that we have and being able to provide this podcast. I promise you this podcast would not exist if we were still in LA and there had been no pandemic. Um, it's not, not, it was not an option back then. Number nine, glad I went through. I'm glad I got rid of my car. So yeah, that was great. It's so great. I miss, I, I, you'll, I'll, I promise you I'll be talking about a car in a second, but like that having no car allowed me to have more time. I saved a ton of money on parking tickets and it really allowed me to assess like, what do I really want to do? Because things I was willing to get an Uber for or find a bus for, or ride my bike for, I was like, I must really want to do this. And things I was like, Oh, I don't have a car. I was like, ah, (laughs) it's an excuse I'm using because I clearly don't want to (laughs) go. So, um, Y'all, if you can um, take a moment to not have a car for a while, uh, give it a try. I know my New Yorkers are like, we do this all the time. But like truly, like get rid of uh, your your that mode of transportation that is convenient um, to to see what you're willing to fight for, what you miss. Um, even for a couple weeks, just like don't let yourself, like make someone borrow the car or like Turo that car. I think it's called Turo where you like rent the car out for a bit just to like, just to see what you're using that car for and if it's a distraction for you. And number 10, my wedding venue having to move. So you may not know this, but um, five weeks before our wedding, maybe six before our wedding, but I think it was five, um, we lost our wedding venue. We had to like move the wedding. And I'm so glad that happened. I'm so glad that happened because I love our wedding so much. Okay, 10 things that support me. So these are things that I love. You may have heard these things before, so I'll, I'll be running through them. If any of these things you want a deeper dive on in a solo episode, I want to hear from you. So hit up uh, the be a pod at, um, at gmail.com or um, on Instagram at the be a uh, Number one, my morning routine. This supports me. Oh, my gosh. If anyone interrupts my morning routine, even if it's the condensed version of my morning routine. <laughs> it's, it really changes my day. I have to find, I have to actually rely on more reinforcements to support me. So my morning routine is a non-negotiable. Even if I'm on the road for tours, I have a version of my morning routine that I do so that I can support myself on that drive. And my mind doesn't wander into all these negative things that could be going on. Number two, my schedule. I live and die by this thing. Um, my assistant is, uh, also there to help protect it. But, um, I, Y'all, I have a free uh, webinar on how I create my schedule so that you can um, use that. And I really do change it almost at least every six months, but sometimes quarterly so that it is all, it's, it's supporting me. And I say that like it is in, it is a living, breathing (laughs) existence of a being because as I change, as I be, be it till I see it more and more, my schedule has to support that. And your schedule, it will reflect who you are and what you do and what your priorities, period, end of story. So my schedule has to prioritize who I want to be in this planet now. <laughs> uh, so the future meet now so that I can be the person if my, if I, if my schedule doesn't allow for me to be the person I want to be in the future now, I'm not going to, it's not going like to magically happen. Okay. So your schedule has to reflect the person you want to be today. Um, the person you want to be in the future today. So, um, my schedule is a big support for me. Number three, my Pilates practice is a non-negotiable. Even if I'm traveling, I do something, even if it's like, I've been doing. I've done a mat class in the bed on the van while it's going. It's not easy, but woo that core strength. Um, my red light, my sona space red light. You know you've heard it. We have a we have an affiliate link for you, so make sure you use it. But grab that baby, set it up. Oh, I do it. Uh, it's so so good. There's a lot of um a lot of information about what it can do for you. It is a mood booster for me for sure. It also just makes me sit down for a moment and like take a beat, um, which leads me into number five, which is my PEMF mat. I love this thing. I find I, you know, this goes back to like learning that I have more time than we think. I was like, when am I going to have time to go on this every single day? Let me just tell you, you will make time for the things that you want to do. And I pull that baby out and I got in, I get on it at least five days a week when I'm at home for 20 to 45 minutes, even because I just love, uh, I love just laying still for just a moment. You'd be surprised like the ideas that come to you. And so it supports me and all the things that I want to bring for you and support you with. Um, okay. Number six, uh, my lashes, my facials, my hair (laughs) person and my trainers. Um, so those are my Pilates teachers. So like my support team, um, in case you didn't know, these are these, I was all blessed with these lashes. I will be honest with you about that. I have very short, very blonde lashes and I really don't like to do my own makeup, uh, that much. So, um, So I make sure that my hair is up to date, um, all the time. And so are my lashes. So I can do is put on some moisturizer and some lipstick, but my, um, facialist, you heard her on here. She's uh, Megan Lenny from the layer lounge. Um, I can go there at least once a month and really have, uh, that moment in time where someone can take care of me. This is the point of having a team. Everyone. It's not even about the lashes. It's about the hour that I lay there and someone takes care of me. So for you, it might be like a chef or it might be a pedicure or it might be a manicure or it might be a massage. Like wh- who is your team that supports you and pours back into you? Um, and then my trainer, I get to, I get to work out with her, with my husband and my father and a bunch of amazing people. And those things help because I don't have to feel like, pick my own workouts. <laughs> Someone's doing it for me so that I can do what I do best, which is help people with their workouts. Um, number seven, my besties. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if I name anybody, I'm afraid I'm a, I'm going to forget them. I like, whenever I watch those award shows, I'm like, Oh my God, don't forget your wife. Don't forget your wife. <laughs> don't forget your husband. So I'm just going to say my besties, ladies, you know who you are on this planet. And, um, I just absolutely love and adore, um, that we can, um, we can support each other from afar. We can, we can, we also make so much time for each other, at least a trip to see each other in person. We make excuses to work together in a different city just so we can like hang out. Um, so thank you ladies, uh, for being you and for, for just being incredible women who inspire the fuck out of me. Number eight, my husband, um, honestly, super amazing person who really does everything, um, every single day to support me and my ideas and, um, bringing the things that we want to bring to you each and every day. So thank you. Love bug. Um, I don't even call him love bug. I just call him Babe. (laughs) But thanks, babe. Um, number nine, sleep. I'm that's the thing that supports me like freaking crazy. And I'm a cranky bitch if I don't get my sleep the way I want it. Like if my aura ring tells I don't even look at the score because I'm afraid it's gonna tell me that I'm having a bad day. But I know. <laughs> I know if I get my sleep interrupted, it's not gonna be a good day. So my alarm clock, which is this amazing sunrise, sunset alarm clock, is key for helping me go to sleep and wake up. And finally, number 10 is breath work. Breath work truly help support me when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling like, I don't know where I'm going next. I can do it for a minute. I can do it for 10 minutes. I just love it so much. All right. So now we're on the final 10. So this is that manifestation thing. I hope you do this for yourself every single year. What are the things you want? It is okay to want things in this world. In fact, you need to know what you want so that you can celebrate when you get it. And you're not like, Oh, here's another thing, right? Like just hoarding. So 10 things I want in the next year or so. A G Wagon. It's happening, guys. I already picked the color. I want this China blue color. It's kind of a tealy blue. It's like a Barbie blue, really, is what I would call it. I freaking love it. Um, it just uh it's I'm already picturing myself driving. I know I said I'm grateful I don't have a car, but I promise you like I'll be going places, that thing. Uh, number two, by the time you hear this, I may have gotten it for Christmas, so who knows? But I'm gonna have an espresso machine because I've just been really wanting uh, lattes every day and not my coffee. And I'm trying to make my coffee a latte, and it just sad- saddens me sometimes. And so, is be a barista. So I'm so excited to go back to that skill set and make myself a lovely latte every single day. Number three, another girls weekend. I'm already in the planning of this. I'm I'm trying to make these things happen multiple times a year. Um, so going back to my besties who support me, a girls weekend is truly a massive support for me. I just getting out of the routine and and hanging out with women who like just truly inspirations and who they are and what they do. Cannot wait for that. Number four, I want to host more retreats again in in, in real life. So obviously, you know, I'm doing a Cambodia retreat, but I do have um, another business idea retreat. I have the Elevate uh, alumni retreat I want to do. And then I want to do a retreat in a different place for those of you who have been on my Cambodia retreat to come to um, Number five, I want to get back to Australia and New Zealand again. Don't worry, Europe. I've got things I already have you on the books. So I can't wait to announce it. It's not available for me to announce yet, but there's two countries in Europe I'm hitting up in the next year. But I do want to get back to Australia and New Zealand again in the next year or so. Number six, a West Coast tour. I've heard you people, trust me, it's on the list. I fucking want to do it too. But, um, I like, well, I have to make it happen. I want to go from, I am want to go down to Arizona through San Diego, up the California coast into Oregon and, um, uh, Seattle and then, um, uh, Vancouver. So I want to do the whole thing. Um, so it's, I, I, I want it. It's just what I'm letting you know, I want it. And it's going to happen. Number seven, a tiny house in the back. I want to actually move the guest bedroom into the play studio that we have right now, make the, the guest room that I'm in uh, my full-time office and not like part-time office, part-time guest bedroom. And I want to put the tiny house in the back so that I could have uh, all the plies equipment in one amazing space to film in. I know that's just going to be um, amazing. And I, and it's on our list. We have some plans drawn up that I'm excited to to see how we could do that. So I cannot wait for you to know when that comes to fruition. Number eight, this podcast in the top 1%. Y'all, I need your help for that. That actually comes down to you. So, not only your reviews, which, by the way, if you leave a review on Spotify or Apple, you screenshot that and you send it to the at gmail.com. Do get my habits course for free. But also, the more you share, the more people who listen to it, the quicker we get to the top 1%. We're in the top 2%. We've been there for a year. I want to get the top 1%, and I need you for that. Number nine, I want my flashcards in stores, in bricks and mortars. I'm talking like the big guys. I want to see them in the Bloomingdales and the Saks and like, The Nordstroms and you know, some Target stuff. I want to see them in stores. Um, and number 10, I want to triple the OPC membership, if not more, but especially in the next year, I want to triple it. And I want to have an app for it. You guys, I definitely want an app for you. It is complicated. We have to build it from scratch. And so I need more members to do that, but you guys bring me life. And I am so excited, um, for what we get to do together. Okay. So that's 40 things. I hope uh, that this was fun. I hope that uh, maybe gave you some ideas for what you can want in this world or some things that could support you or some things that you can um, glean from to learn from and use in your own life. And if you have questions about any of these things, feel free to let me know which section it was, which number it was. And I will make a whole solo episode on a deep dive on that if you would like that. I truly will uh, do that for you because you are amazing people and I could not do the show without you and happy birthday to me, to my fellow Aquarians. And, um, this might come out when the caps are still around. So happy birthday caps and happy unbirthday. birthday. And you know what? We all can play the Lizzo song. Um, today's your birthday. Cause it is your birthday. And I would do the little clap, clap, clap. It's a great song. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. And until next time, be it till you see it. The Seat is a production of Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Mesh Herico for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso for editing all the video each week. So you can't And to Angelina Harrico for transcribing each episode so you can find it on our website. And finally to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. It's me, Leslie, and I am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes. Even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes, I am barefoot or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock. And I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I'm planted. Plus they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal. I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tabby Active Socks. And you can go to beapod.com toe socks. That's gonna take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore Tavi. And you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L-E-S-L-E-Y, to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing, cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do.